This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. That's greenlight.com slash ACAST. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. This podcast is sponsored by Magic Rock Brewing. Currently, you can get free delivery on all orders over £40 and 10% of all online orders by using our code of TakesThatChance10. Christopher Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. And Moyes stayed onside. Here's Mounier. 2 0 Huddersfield down on the opening day of the Premier League. One two wicket under. Here's Moy right footed. 1 0 Huddersfield town. Lindelof misses his header. De Quattro's in. Round to Heyer. 2 0 Huddersfield town. 2 0 Huddersfield town. Here's Sanka to turn it into the pass. Yes! Yeah. Sweet. So, can town raid the Rams, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the warm-up episode 20. Joining me, your host, who bleats on as always, is uh, town women assistant manager, someone who's definitely not sheepish. It's uh, Marcus Wilkinson. Marcus, how are you, mate? Yeah, very good. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's all right, mate. Thanks for coming on. Um, just the two of no us problem. today, uh, me and Paul Quinn last week. I'm just making it more of a loving, you know, just yeah. a person. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Well done for laughing awkwardly there, mate, and get the right <laughs> to hear. Um, I'll show my support for you. Oh, it's good. It's good you do. Someone needs to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, so we'll come on to to Derby. So mid-game week, uh, Derby are actually uh, placed below us in the table in nineteenth with thirty-four points, but they could leapfrog Town um, if they win because they've got a game in hand on us. Um, quite interesting about Derby since Rudy's um, come in. Uh, they've been they've picked up by quite a bit of form. They've got six wins in the last ten games. Uh, they did lose to Watford on Friday, but they've also got Forest after this, so it's a, kind of an interesting week for them, really. Um, I spoke to a couple of Derby fans, which we'll we'll hear from later, but apparently Pride Park's pitch is absolutely horrendous at the moment, so that'll make things a bit interesting. Um, but we'll talk about some positives. Um, obviously, we're recording this after the uh, the day after the Swansea win, so we're quite in good spirits. But um, t- last time Town played Derby, they also uh, got a win, one 0 win at home. Uh, so I'll come to you, Marcus. What did you? What can you kind of remember from that game? And I suppose what? How do you think Town have played recently? Um, I remember the previous visit when we beat them one 0 I think it was Bakuna that scored, and it was the uh, well worked team goal from the back, where it started into Saar and. You know, it worked all the way through midfield and then Toffolo laying it on a plate for Bakuna. Um, so, again, I think we created quite a few chances in that game and perhaps should have scored a few more. And I think Ben Hame had a good game that day. So, um, you know, I think that game could have gone either way, but we took the chance. So, so yeah, like you said, um, positive result yesterday. Um, I think in some sense it's been coming. Um, 
I think we've needed a performance like that for a while. You know, 2-0 up at Wickham the game before and, you know, unfortunately we lose that. But, you know, there's been glimpses there of us been doing really well and and when it does click, it, it seems to click really well. But we're just struggling to make it click uh, as often as we'd like at the moment. No, I think I think you're spot on there, mate. And, and like you say, the the previous game, it was one of them where it seemed to, uh, yeah, it could have gone either way. But like that move, starting with Hamer and finishing with Bakuna, I think that was <clears throat> when we first could really see what Corbrand's style was and what it was bringing in. Um, it yeah. does feel like a long time ago, doesn't it, with the game it like, does. every three days? It does. Um, but yeah, like like you say, I, I completely agree with you. I know we're a bit of a preview podcast, but I think, I, well, it's not to be negative, but I hope we didn't score all our goals against Swansea. Um, it's my only thing. But yeah, I, I felt like we had a lot of, not, not that we didn't deserve it yesterday, but we had a lot of luck in terms of goals and stuff like that. And it just all seemed to happen. So um, like you say, let's hope let's hope this is a bit of a run because as we've seen in the championship teams seem to be going through a cycle of like winning quite a few in a row and then losing quite a few. So hopefully this is, it's a nocturne for us. Um, we'll kind of hear from what, like I said, we're here since Derby fans later, but I think what's kind of just quickly, what's kind of changed since, since last time is obviously Philip Cocker was in charge when we, we beat him earlier in the season, but as we kind of touched on Wayne Rooney's come in and, um, from what, what we've kind of seen is he's gone back to basics, as cliche as that is, but just doing the simple things to kind of get the results. Um, so we'll kind of move on to key players, but um, Marcus, who have you picked out for Derby as a kind of a key player for this match? Um, I think it's the obvious one. You know, Colin Kazin-Richards, again, uh, you mentioned there, they've done really well since Rooney came in and I think he's been uh, pivotal since since he's uh, got a run in the side and, you know, Rooney has a lot of faith in him and, you know, I think he's a top scorer on six goals. So um, he's definitely one that we need to look out for. But I, I think as a squad, they've actually got a really good squad. I think they've massively underachieved this season, but Rooney seems to be getting a, a little bit extra out of them. And, you know, they are winning games and with the recent signings, you know, Lee Gregory, who uh, we know really well and we was linked with ourselves and, and whatnot. I think he's he's gone in there and he's grabbed a couple himself as well. So, um, but for me, definitely Colin Cazin Richards, you know, he's a, a well travelled, um, bit of a big name in the championship as well. So um, if we keep him quiet and nullify that flat, then I think we can have a good chance. Yeah, no, I agree, mate. He's a good, he's a good player to watch out. And like you say, um, Keel and Sarah might be a bit busy with him because he is a bit of a handful. Uh, typical, like you say, especially with Gregory, might be a bit, bit of a trouble. I've, I've actually gone for. Um, Nathan Burns, so he he's their right back. He replaced uh, Jane Bogle, who's obviously gone to Sheffield United and is doing pretty well in the Premier League. Uh, joined from Wigan, I think he was one of the unfortunately many players Wigan had to sell in a fire sale. But um, he's he's really impressed me. And again, I was chatting to um, to the Derby fans, which we'll hear from later, and they're, they're impressed with him. But again, a bit like Town, their wing backs get quite a lot of joy. So um, yeah, Nathan Burns is he's got a lot of speed and likes to bomb forward. So um, you particularly might have to be one to watch for for the overlap, really. Um, and then they've got Lee Buchanan on the other side, who uh, again not as uh, not as attacking, but um, again quite a quick player and you know something to watch out for in terms of crosses. Um, but we're all positive because we had such a big win. So uh, who's going to be a key player for Town, Marcus? In this um, you know what? I'm actually going to put it out there. We had a really good game yesterday, and I'm going to go um, Dwayne Holmes. Um, you know, when he left, I think uh, he upset a few Derby fans with the comments that he made and, and you know, that left a bit of a bitter taste in their, their mouth. So, um, I think since he's come in, um, we've actually, he's done quite well. I think, you know, his goals yesterday took him really well and he can get in the, in the pockets and get between them and hopefully grab a goal or lay a couple on himself. So, I think uh, he'll have a big point to prove as well because I think at the start of the time, when Mooney was there as a player, he was uh, playing quite a lot with him. Uh, but then it just seems that when Mooney became manager, he fell out of favour for one reason or another. And, you know, Rooney, Rooney sold him. So I think he'll have a bit of a point point to prove for himself. And obviously on the back of yesterday, I think he'll be in, in a resurgent mood. Definitely, definitely. Like you say, uh, there's always the typical ex-player scores against you, which is why you yeah. know Richard Keogh will get a hat trick in this game. Obviously, 
yeah. so I've I've also gone for another another midfielder for town. I've gone for O'Brien. Um, obviously, he scored he scored yesterday against Swansea. Um, deflection, but still first home goal, uh, uh, which first surprised goal, me yeah. as well. Um, but yeah. <laughs> I think that I would say that's probably his best performance of the season. Um, you know, he was fantastic for us last season, but he's not really hit the heights. And I really kind of want, um, I really want him to go on a bit of a run now and show show us the player he was last season because we all know he's capable and, you know, a local lad, we all want him to do well, especially me because he's another ginger. So it's always good to see gingers <laughs> do well. Um, but yeah, <laughs> Derby fans mentioned that their strongest area is actually the midfield. So I think this will be kind of a key key test for him. Um, obviously, Hogs back in. We seem to, you know, we played three five two against um, Swansea, and uh, I think Hog Holmes and you know O'Brien and Bakuna, they'll all need to play well. But I think O'Brien, you know, we we talk about his ability to win back balls and drive forward. I think he's going to be key in that matchup. Um, so we will see. But yeah, I suppose Marcus, I kind of talked to you about a bit about this off uh, just before we go to return to the Mac. Um, just asking about about Carlos really, and um, obviously since we last had you on, he's gone through a bit of a bad patch. And I know I know you you worked with him briefly, but um, I was just kind of wondering what you think, what you thought really. Is he still, you know, not? I'm not asking if he's still the right man to take forward, but um, are you, were you surprised to kind of see this this dip in form? And do you still think he's you know coming out of it now from the looks of it? Um, you know, it's an interesting one. We can sit here and say we've had a lot of injuries and you know a lot of a lot of players come in and out the side. But you know I've got huge faith in Carlos that you know with his identity that he wants us to play in and you know when we've when we have been good we've been really good. So um, like I said, I've got full faith in him going forward that he can get us out of this. And you know I think the aim now is obviously to stay in the league and I don't think we'll go down. And I've been confident in that for a while. Obviously we've been on a bit of a slump recently, but. Like I said, I honestly got every faith in him to keep us up. Good lad. I put you on the spot there as well, so uh, yeah. love for answering that. Sorry. Um, anyway, I'll I'll not put you on the spot now because you do you have prepared for this. Uh, so return to the yeah. Mac. Uh, who are you bringing back, former town player? Um, well, as you previously mentioned, there, uh, Derby really strong in the midfield, and you know I think it, it, in the midfielder I've gone for, and you know it'll be. be a popular one amongst the town fans, no doubt. It's Aaron Moy. Um, I think we we need someone just to dictate uh, dictate the game. He can pass. He can he can beat a man. He can score goals, and you know he can unlock defenses. And his all round game is, I think, exactly what we need right now. So it's quite a could be quite a safe one, but you know it's one that I think uh, I think that we need. So, yeah, sorry, when you were just talking there, I could hear Matt getting excited somewhere in the distance, yeah. uh, his favourite player. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a, it's a great shot. I mean, Aaron Moy and this team, oh, we can, we can yeah. dream, can't we, mate? Get me, get me excited. <laughs> uh, well, I think that's going to win, mate, because mine is a bit of a boring choice, but um, I, I suppose we can we can chat about it because we talked a little bit about it before we record. But um, I, I, I'm just going to caveat this with, I've gone for a goalkeeper um, because... Unfortunately, I think Schofield um, is not having the best run of form, and that might seem harsh. And again, uh, I don't, you know, I've got nothing against the lad. He's a young goalkeeper. He's going to make mistakes. He's going to learn. But what kind of worried me, uh, and I don't know if this was the same for other people, but um, in that Swansea game, he's made a few mistakes. And um, for me, Hurahan, we all know he's going to shoot at that free kick. You can debate about whether it's free kick or not. And, Schofield wasn't strong enough for me and I think if you want to be really harsh you said you could save that and he's gone through a bit of a bad patch and I think you know hopefully he'll come out the side of it but I've actually gone for a goalkeeper um, just because I think we need a bit of an experienced head you know Derby not creating a lot of stuff and um, from what I've seen kind of having a look at analysis they've got a very interesting set of pieces um, that I target the goalkeeper and from what we've seen in Schofield so far, he's not great. He can be a bit flappy on set pieces and free kicks. So I've gone for, um, <clears throat> well, his uh, player I loved, player I still wish was here. It's uh, Jonas Lossel. Um, I think he was he was a great lad. Yeah. Um, one of the best goalkeepers I've seen from my time at, time at town, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think he'd, you know, again, 
I'm not saying Schofield's cost us games, but um, I just I would feel more confident having lost Lynette against, yeah. like you say, I got up against Richards and uh, Gregory. So I, I've gone for Jonas Lossel. No, I, I'm going to say just on that quickly, I, I agree with you on that. I don't think he's been in the best form. And I think you could see yesterday with the reaction when the goal went in from Overhand. He, I think he knows he probably should have done a little bit better. So, um, you know, what is a young keeper and we've, we've seen signs of his quality and, you know, there are areas that he needs to improve on and I'm, I'm sure we'll be working hard with uh, with Clem to, to put that right behind the scenes. No, definitely. And like I said, I like Schofield. I think his shot stop yeah. is excellent. Um, I think there's just other areas of his game he needs to improve and I, I don't want to be one of those guys, but... Um, you know, he just looks to me like he needs to be in the gym in the summer and bulk up a little bit as well. Um, yeah, but you know, yeah, like absolutely, I'm not, you know, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, you know, absolutely dreading it with him in that. But anyway, well, I'm glad you, I'm glad you agree, mate. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, so we'll move on to the Derby, Derby fans. So I actually got uh, two for the price and one winner. So I spoke to Jason and Corey from Rams Review. Um, they went in quite in depth on some tactics, so it's a little bit longer than the normal one. Um, but anyway, I'll, I'll shut up and hear, here's what they had to say. How are you guys? Yeah, fine. Nice one. Lovely stuff. Right, okay, now, so I'm joined on the line by Corey and Jason from the Derby Podcast at Rams Review. How are you, gents? Yeah, I'm good, Brady. How are you? I'm good, mate. Yeah, good, yeah. Considering the Huddersfield's form. What about yourself, Jace? How are you doing? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. A little bit disappointed after last night's result against Watford, but there were some positive signs in there. So, you know, it was it was one of those we take it on the chin and we we move on. But in person, personally, mate, yeah, I'm all right. A bit strange recording on a Saturday. It's been a while, but I'm here. I'm here for you. Just a special exception for me. That's what it's all about. See. <laughs> So, lads, I'll um, obviously we, we're playing we're playing on Tuesday, but um, I just wanted to ask because quite a, quite a bit's changed uh, since we last played each other. But we'll just go back to that game. Obviously, it was a one 0 win for us at home. Um, what did you kind of make make of us in that in that match? I know we talk about um, you know opposition teams, but what did you make of Huddersfield and, and Derby in that game? I think for me personally, the game it was. It was a bit, it was a bit of a damp game, really, wasn't it? It was there was there wasn't a great deal of action. Derby weren't particularly playing, you know, any good. Um, and it, with synonymous with that part of Derby's season was one moment of quality from an opposition were were beating Derby, and that's exactly what Huddersfield got. I thought it was a pretty even game, really, um, but it was just that you know back to front that one little bit of quality caught us out. Uh, good finish, don't get me wrong. Um, and then at, at that particular time in Derby season, they just they they just lacked going forward. They just didn't have any any venom going forward. So once that goal went in, it was other than a you know a rare set piece or something like there was no way Derby were getting back into that game. And it was just a case of pretty much going through the motions for me. But I mean, I mean Uddersfield came. Yeah, they they were pretty. Co- you know, they played a certain way. It was compact. It was. It, it, it's difficult to, in some respects, it's a little bit difficult to say quite how good Huddersfield were because I know how bad Derby were performing at that particular time. And that's no disrespect to Huddersfield. But at the end of the day, they did the job. They got the goal. They got the three points. And at the end of the day, that's what matters, isn't it, really? No, definitely. Uh, Corey, I mean, feel free to jump in if, if there's anything to add. But uh, I thought Jason summed it up quite well, to be honest. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely think, I don't think Jason spot on there. It's not a game that'll necessarily live long in the, in the memory or had a lot of quality, but it is synonymous with the way Derby were playing back in the autumn. Um, I just remember Huddersfield looking slightly better and again, undone by a, by a moment of sheer quality, which as Jason said, was basically the, uh, the footnote to that part of Derby season. No, well, I mean, you'll be pleased to know, chaps. It's, it's well, as when I came on your pod the other day, uh, we're not in great form. I was, I was a bit, bit negative about it. Um, but quite a lot's changed for Derby. Obviously, Cocky was in charge when we last played, but now it is uh, Wayne Rooney. I, I don't think I've heard of him, but um, yeah, he's, uh, he's got Derby in quite good form recently. Like you say, before, before the Watford game, he had seven wins in the last ten. Um, but I wanted to ask, what, what's he kind of done? You know, what, what's the reason behind you guys getting in good form? What's he done that's really impressed you guys? I think he's, I think the, the, the answer to that, Brady, is in one word, he's simplified. He's simplified everything. Under Philip Koku, um, who has this great managerial pedigree, he was trying to do things 
that players at this level or play a system and play tactics that players at this level can't do. I think if Philip Cocker was in a situation where he was at a Premier League club, where he was at not necessarily the top three or four, because I don't think he's quite that good, but if it was like at an Everton or um, a Burnley, or not necessarily Burnley, but a bit higher up, you know, Newcastle, those kind of clubs, the players would, because you're dealing with a better standard of players, his ideas would have been able to get across. But I think his ideas were very complicated. Um, from what we understand that the players weren't necessarily as fit as what they needed to be when they returned to the season, which is why Derby were conceding a lot of late goals and got shellacked by um, Blackburn 4-0. Let's not go over those memories. I'm just getting over it. Um, but Rooney's come in and he's simplified everything. He's, he's, he stopped a lot more of this playing out from the back. They Derby still do it on occasion, but he simplified it a little bit. Um, they don't necessarily pass it around the back three or four as much as what they did. Cause sometimes that was a bit irritating. Um, and he's just simply, he's just, again, he just simplified the tactics. He's like, look, we're going to tighten things up defensively. We're going to try to get a couple more goals. And the thing is, is if we can't score, you're still not going to be able to beat us. Cause there was a period of time there where he went through like four or five games. Wasn't there Jason where he like, they only gave up one shot on goal and they played like Brentford and they, that wasn't Brentford, but it was like next to Brentford was the best defensive record or something for that four or five game stretch. So he's just come in and simplified everything. And I think it's helped that some players have returned from injury. It's helped that some players have kind of rounded into form. It's helped that he's not been on the pitch, which I never thought I'd say just over 13 months after his arrival that Wayne Rooney not playing for Derby is a blessing, but it's really helped that he's not been in the squad because he was not at the level that you needed in the championship, which is again, very bizarre thing to say. Um, you know, Kaku was a nice guy. There was nothing wrong with him. It was just, he was just the wrong time. If, if Darby were in the Premier League and you brought him in, they'd probably be a bit better because you're dealing with a better quality of player. But Rooney's come in and I wasn't necessarily the biggest fan of him. I'm still not necessarily the biggest fan of him as manager because of the situation that Darby are in. But you look at the newspaper, you look at the league table, you look at the form table, and it'll tell you that, I've got no reason to worry and, and everything like that. But and I think he is growing on me, but it's just simplified. Wouldn't you agree, Jason? Yeah, absolutely. Simplified is is probably the best word to describe it. It's exactly what he's done. He's told the players, go out there and play football. It's as simple as that. You know, you, you are you are professional, you are seasoned professionals, you know how to play the game, not teaching you how to suck eggs, you know, or anything like that. There's a, obviously there is a there is a tactical side to things. And quite rightly, as Corey said, Koku had Derby trying to play in a way that just just doesn't suit really. Didn't suit the players. Didn't suit. They there was there was a lot more to just left back plays at left back. If that makes sense, it was left back. And then when the centre off pulls out five yards, the left back has to tuck in here. And th- there was a lot more tactically to it that Derby the players were just inept to inept to doing, in my opinion. Um, and literally, it looks as if Rooney has just gone in there and gone look. Concentrate on your own position. Concentrate on your own game. Um, don't get me wrong. As I say, there is a little bit of tactic to it as well. Um, but certainly from the base, when he took over three months ago, when he came in, that was literally just do your job. Don't worry about anybody else. Just do your own job. And that was a building a building block. And obviously, as you know, Corey, we, we kinda, we've kind of started to step that up a little bit. But I must admit, over the last couple of games, it's been, in fact, some of Derby's possession play and passing has been... It's been absolutely terrible. It, it, and we're trying to, again, Rooney's trying to just tweak that next 10% out of the out of the tactic. And people are struggling. It, players who, under Rooney for the last three months, have been our best players. They can't pass a ball three yards now because, the th- again, it, it's... But I don't know. I mean, you have to take that next step if you want to progress up the league. You know, this is bog-standard, staying-in-the-championship type of football. Um, and that's what we're playing at the minute. T- to make that next step up, you know, the tweaks and changes need to be made. And it's certainly last night, and I thought I saw the same against Wickham that we played last Tuesday. There's a couple of games where Derby have been asked to do things and they're struggling to do it, which is a, bit, a little bit of a concern personally. But, you know, on the whole, he's come in and it's a stark contrast, isn't it? So we have to, we have to be happy because we're not in the bottom three like we were for quite a bit of this season so far. No, well, definitely. I mean, like you say, that's quite, it's quite the turnaround, really, um, when you consider it. Um, but I suppose we'll, we'll kind of come on to the, to the, to the match on, on Tuesday. Um, I suppose from what, what are you guys expecting from the game and um, from a Huddersfield perspective, who, who do we need to look out for who's, who's been impressive this season? Uh, well, 
again, there's there's a couple of players that I would handpick that haven't really been performing for the last three or four games, which is so it's a bit, it's a bit difficult, really. Um, our midfield is definitely our strongest strongest suit, definitely our strongest hand. The energy that we have, the engine that we have in midfield, um, we've had to we've had to change the way that we play because of an injury to Christian Bielik about three weeks ago, who, um, you know, ran the show in midfield for us from a, from a defensive midfield point of view, allowed the other two lads in center midfield, uh, normally Shinny and Jason Knight to push on their defensive minded duties were kind of taken away from them because Bielik was just playing that well. Unfortunately, he's done his ACL for the second time in two years. So he's no longer uh, in, in the picture. And we haven't got we haven't got somebody else that can play that position, so we have to we've had to tweak the formation a little bit. But it does mean that our midfield is a little bit. It just doesn't have the same force going forward, in my opinion. Um, and obviously, mid, you know, midfields are it's it's where we, game, sometimes it's well a lot of the time it's where games are won and lost, isn't it, Corey? And then you know it's it's where Derby should be the strongest and have been the strongest over the last two or three months. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. That's greenlight.com slash ACAST. But the last couple of games, it's been a little bit questionable for me. Yeah, I would I would agree with those sentiments. I think if you had talked to us definitely before yesterday, uh, Brady, we could have given you a different answer on players to look into for form. But I'm going to give you a few names to look out for. Um, and it starts with, it starts with um, two lads in midfield, Graham Shinney and Jason Knight. Uh, the energy levels of them are incredible uh some bizarre reason shinny was fetched off last night but that, that that's a topic for another discussion but he's everywhere he's flying around uh like the, he's like the flying scotsman the scottish pirlo he's flying around he's putting tackles in he, he's at his work rate is phenomenal and then you have young jason knight who's kind of playing as a attacking central attacking midfielder sometimes he's deployed on the right and he's just not that he's just a central midfielder but the thing that stands out for him is he's not terribly he's not like overly skillful he's not got a deadly shot on him is just his work rate. Again, he will work his absolute socks off for 90 minutes plus, And he'll just, he's just like, just like he drank like nine Red Bulls and they like, they wound him up in the little energizer bunny and he's just all over the place. So he'll be all over the place. So he's a good one to watch. And I definitely think the two fullbacks are, are good to watch because obviously Darby sold their fullbacks to Sheffield uh, United in the summer, Max Lowe and Jaden Bogle. So also Darby friends were like, Oh, who are they going to kind of replace? And um, they signed Nathan Byrne from Wigan. And, you know, it's not the most sexy signing Nathan Byrne from Wigan, you know, like, oh, wow, marquee signing. It's not the most sexy thing. But Byrne, I don't think I don't think Darby's missed Bogle at all, to be honest with you. And that's a testament to how good Byrne is, because Bogle's performing really well at Sheffield United and everybody loved Bogle. Um, But yeah, he's he's like he's like four foot five. And he's just he's just bombing down the wing, putting crosses in. He plays more as a he's basically a winger, but he's playing fullback. Obviously, he's a wingback um, is is the actual term of the position um but yeah his, his work rate's phenomenal he puts amazing crosses in and he's like he's just always there like wherever defender he's just got the ball and then you're like well wasn't he just up the field like 10 seconds ago and he's back he's just there it must be a nightmare for attacking players and on the other side you've got um Lee Buchanan who has struggled a little bit this season but improved his game defensively um sorry he just struggled a little bit last season um this season he's, he's been in pretty good form he struggled in a few games defensively. He's been, been, he's been improving week on week. He's got an England under 21 call up and Wayne Rooney said recently in a press conference, he wouldn't be surprised to see him playing for England in, in a couple seasons. Um, and I mean, that's from Wayne Rooney. So 
if he thinks it, then I'm not saying it must be true, but he's obviously got a good eye because he's played for a lot of those, played for England for a lot of games more than anybody. So, um, yeah, so those are the two fullbacks, the two midfielders to look out for. And then obviously up front, you've got Colin Kazim Richards. Again, not the most sexy signing when he's 34 years old, not a free from um, Pachuca in Mexico, but he's been the real talisman for this team. And um, again, he was a bit, bit off color last night. Um, he scored a disallowed goal or whatever, but wasn't his normal kind of self. Um, but the thing again is, is his grit and determination to kind of win balls and scrap and, and everything is kind of what Darby's needed in their catalyst to go up the table. Um, because Darby's had this, you know, they've, they've had this reputation Brady of playing attractive football for five or six years now. And this is a completely different scenario because the season's gone horribly pear-shaped. And so they needed someone to come in and they had signed Colin Kazan Richards because they couldn't get a center forward in. And again, it was a bit of a strange one. Um, but he's basically played every game since Rooney's come in as manager and his grit and his leadership, just like his intangibles, not necessarily his play was, has just elevated this team. Like he's basically just grabbed him and said, I'm, I'm, I'm the captain now, basically to quote the movie. He's not, but in the sense of his play and everything. Um, and he scores goals. He's chipped in with, I think it's five or six already. Um, and I would, I would ask, I would let Huddersfield fans say, Hey, you know, go, go YouTube his clip um, of his goal the other week. Um, who was it against Jason? Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough. Yeah. I mean, he hit it from like, I think it's still going. I think it broke the net. I mean, good job. The keeper it would have knocked the keeper all the way through the stand because he just hit it from like 22 yards and it was like absolute rocket. Definitely going to win Darby's goal of the month because one Darby don't score that many in the month, but two also <laughs> it was also an, an excellent goal as well. But I think, you know, that's five players you probably wanted too, but that's five. I would, I would definitely be on the lookout for that, that from a Darby perspective are very important um, for the way they play. No, that's interesting what you said about the wingbacks because um, I think from you know talking from a Huddersfield perspective, that's when we were on you know on song that season. Toffler and Pippa, our wingbacks were involved in, in everything, so that's that's interesting to hear. Um, I'm just going to come on to my final question then, um, chaps, really, which is um, what's your score again? How, how do you see the game going on Tuesday? And what's your score prediction, really, to finish off? Um, make me feel positive. <laughs> um, I mean. Obviously, having seen Derby play last night against Watford, they had they had a bit of a shaky five minutes where we conceded two goals. But actually, you know, other, other than that, the Derby played okay. I wouldn't say it was anywhere near brilliant. But what you've got to remember is, you know, Watford are a team that are gunning, you know, gunning for the for the Premier League. So, actually, if you strip the layer back a little bit and you know slept on it, thoughts, if you will, it's kind of like I think Derby put in a decent shift last night against obviously you know, a decent opposition. Um, so, I mean, no disrespects to Huddersfield. I don't necessarily think they've probably got the same quality as Watford. So, it, you know, Derby did pretty well at managing Watford's, um, managing Watford. So, um, for me, from a Derby perspective, I think it's, Derby should be looking to, certainly looking to get, you know, a positive result out of, out of Tuesday. Not, going to say that you know Derby will cakewalk it because I don't think they will I don't think there's really that kind of performance in Derby at the moment um, and really hasn't been too many times all season but I think it kind of it kind of depends the way that Huddersfield come and play if Huddersfield try and get the ball down which will be difficult on Pride Park's pitch because it's absolutely terrible um, but if we you know if we try if if, if Huddersfield try and play a, a, and get the ball down and that kind of thing Derby like that way of playing they can go toe-to-toe. If Huddersfield start sitting men behind the ball, just, you know, sitting off, giving Derby giving Derby the ball, that's where you can sometimes see it's the prettier side of Derby's game, but it's got no penetration. So it will all depend, in my opinion, on, on really how Huddersfield line up. But then again, I would say one caveat to that. We have had a couple of performances in the last, like, three, four weeks where teams have kind of sat off us, but we've managed to break the deadlock through set piece, something like that, which we've been working on really, really hard in the last three or four weeks. And we've had some really fruitful ones. We should have scored last night from two, in fact. One we did score and it was disallowed. The second one, Nathan Byrne practically scored from the corner. Um, I'd like to see, I mean, the keeper makes a fantastic save, but I'd like to see how much of the ball was over the line because it certainly looked like the goalkeeper's hands was behind the line. I, wouldn't necessarily, I don't think it was a goal, but I'd like to see how much over the line that ball got. Um, and they've they've just started practicing 
set pieces, haven't they, Corey? And they look a, a much better threat. Something that I would say, not just this season, but probably the last 10 seasons, Derby have been... It's an area of the pitch where you've always thought Derby should score more from, and they never have. So to have that in the Arsenal is great. So certainly defensively from set pieces, Huddersfield will have to be switched on. Um, and if we do get any set pieces on Tuesday night, watch how Derby set up, because from an, from an opposition, you'll look at it and go, what the hell are they doing? And then all of a sudden, it just clicks. If the ball's right, it just clicks into play. And it's quite creative, isn't it, Corey, the set piece routine that Derby have got at the minute? It is. And what I would say is what you'll see, Brady, is you'll see um, you'll see five or six players, four or five players standing on the edge, the far edge um, of the 18 yard box, the upper far edge of the 18 yard box from where the corner taker is. And there's there's four of them. You'll have a player who's in blocking the goalkeeper and a player on the near post. And then what will happen is the guy will start as the guy will start running in to kick it is start his run up and then those players will all disperse into different, and it's a very bizarre thing because you're like, Oh, there's at first glance, you go, Oh, Darby's only got two in the box. Then you've got four back here that just make separate runs and it's paid dividends. Darby've got two or three goals out of that in the last couple of games. So it's, you know, it's kind of a feather in the cap of Shea given now who's been promoted from goalkeeper coach to first team coach. And he's been kind of master planning on his iPad. These that's what he was looking at the iPad, Jason. Yeah, that was it yeah, all along corner, corner routines. We thought he was listening to our podcast, but no, he was doing corner routines. How wrong were we? Um, so I think that's a, that's a bizarre thing, but yeah, it'll be, um, it'll be interesting. I think if Huddersfield had played Derby, well, I mean, Huddersfield did play Derby a couple months ago and it, it was going to be a much different game than that. I think you're going to see a much tougher, much more grittier Derby than what you anticipate. Um, but, you know, make no mistake, Hudder, uh, Huddersfield, you know, they have some threat as well. You know, Brady, you said when you came on our podcast the other day that, you know, it's like February 20th and they've not won a game yet, um, of the year. Eventually they're going to have to win a game. You're dealing with a wounded animal. I never like dealing with wounded animals because they're always going to come back and bite you at some point, you know? And, and the point is, is you've, we've seen this time and time again in the championship, you get a team in terrible form and somebody gets taken to the sword. I mean, I don't necessarily think it's going to be Darby, but I'm just saying like, you know, I think, I think it's going to be a much tougher game. So I think, I don't think that we, us as Darby fans can sit there and go, Oh, well, <laughs> Another three points in the bag for Wayne for Wayne's Rams. You know, I don't think that's necessarily um, the right thing, the right attitude to go about because you see this again. And I'm not again. This is not a cup game, but you see this again when teams don't take other teams seriously, they get steamrolled. Um, and I and I think Darby will take them seriously, but it'll be a much different performance. So what I would say to your listeners is just watch out for those set piece routines um, and just and just be prepared to watch a much grittier Darby. You're not going to see them necessarily. Um, it's not going to be, it's not going to be sexy football is not going to be on show. Let's just put it that way. It's going to be, it's going to be a, a, gr a gritty kind of performance. Well, that worries me to be honest, Corey, because we, we do struggle with that, especially corners. We're terrible at corners. So uh, you've got me a bit nervous. So, so lads, score prediction from you both. What are you thinking? Um, I think mm, two nil Derby. Ooh, confident. Nice. I think I think I'll go with it. I think I'll go with a two-one to Derby. I think that, yeah, I go with a two-one. I think Derby's going to see some changes at the back based off of last night's performance. I think you'll see Edmondson come in around Clark, Jason. I would suspect. Yeah, I'd hope so. Um, because Wisdom just did not look good the other night or no. last night. Um, and I do think I do think Derby will give Huddersfield a chance uh, because. Darby recently, although I talked about their great defensive form, recently they've been giving teams a chance the last three or four games. I think they'll give them a chance. But I would be hopeful that they could pull a result out because it's a team around them in the league. It would push them up higher. And obviously you've got the East Midlands Darby on Friday as well. Um, and I think Darby's opened up a little bit more in attack. And I think from what you were saying about Nabi Sar having a mistake in him, um, we know Richard Keogh's quality, but we also know Richard Keogh has a mistake in him as Derby fans. That's not sliding Keogh because I'd have him back in this team tomorrow mm. based off of what he's done for Derby. And I think that Derby will be able to pounce because I don't think they'll let – normally what we've seen is when they've, when they've lost the game, there's been a reaction. And I think that there'll be a reaction on Tuesday. So I'll, I'll go with a 2-1. I like it, chaps. Very confident. Um, I, well, well, we'll see how, how much we get back by Swan. Sound today. more confident than I feel. Yeah. <laughs> well, 
Well, can, can, I do, can I just point out, Brady, that me and Corey have been wrong on I think nearly ninety percent of score predictions this season. So yeah, we have a podcast. We have a podcast score prediction league, and we're below Darby on points. <laughs> I wouldn't rather bad. Yeah, I would. I wouldn't take what we're saying for granted uh, as, <laughs> as gospel. I'm afraid. No, well, it's the same here, guys. I always pick a key. We pick a key player on this, and uh, then they get ruled out with an injury last minute. So, uh, yeah, I don't think I've got a result right either. But um, no, thanks so much for coming on, lads, and um, best of luck for the rest of the season after Tuesday, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Same to you. Thanks for having us on, Brady. Yeah, Cheers, Brady, and I hope that we're both in the championship next season to talk about. Not, we're not talking in League One on a podcast, but I hope we're both talking next year to each other on a championship preview podcast or review. I really appreciate it, and thanks for having us on. No worries. Thanks for coming on, chaps. Take care. Right, so that's what Jason and Corey had to say. Um, interesting. I'm sure I'm sure you'll agree. Now we'll go on to what we're going to say, mate, because we're the coach. You're already a coach, but I have got rid of Carlos Colbrand, mate. Marcus Wilkinson is in charge. This is his team at Pride Park. What's your lineup, mate? My, my dream job. Um, yeah, so interestingly, you know, you just touched on it there about Schofield. Um uh, agree with the point you made, and that's resembled in in the team. I think I'd give um, Luke Weiler a run out. Uh, like you say, they're very good at set pieces, and will look to target the goalkeeper. And that's probably an area where uh, Ryan is a little bit um, suspect. So I'll go with Luke Weiler in goal. Uh, back four of Pippa, uh, Richard Keogh, and this might be an interesting one, but I'll go Stearman mm-hmm. at centre half, and then Harry Toffolo back at left back. So there we've got a bit of experience at centre-half um, just to deal with the Gregories and the Kazim Richards. Uh, midfield, two of Hogg and Vallejo. Again, I think Vallejo's been, been really good recently. So, uh, And then a three behind the striker, which would be for me, Bakuna, just off the right. Holmes, just behind the striker. And O'Brien, just off the left. And uh, I think you know, we've seen glimpses of him recently, but again, Kieran Phillips, for me, has to start up front. That's interesting. Some interesting choices, mate. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna question you if that's all right. Um, yeah, no how, problem. How, how come you, how come you took and taken Star out then? I know, I thought, I, I know he's been well. I know he's made a lot of mistakes recently, but I have to say, I thought he, he, in the Middlesbrough game, I don't think you could really blame him for much. And um, the other day, well, against Swansea, I don't think. So, what, why have you taken him out and put Steam in? Him? Um, you know, I think you can speak to any town fan and they'll say he's a bit up and down. One week he could have a really good game, one week he can have a really bad game. And I just think with Stearman back, I think earlier on in the season when Stearman played, we, you know, some of the victories he got, I think, I think especially the Forest one at home when um, Critchlow played and I think got man of the match. And I think he said how Stearman helped him through. And again, Stearman was really good that day. And, He's got he's got it in him, you know, as an experienced player and it'd be interesting to see him and Richard Keogh at the back. Perhaps not the most mobile, but you know, a bit of experience and and um I think that's what we need. Uh that bit more experience in there. Cause uh, they'll be putting a lot of balls and especially if they're putting a lot of balls in into the box and set pieces, I think Richard Steerman will uh, help get on the end of it. But obviously I know Sar is tall and puts his body on the line and can get there. But I just feel that uh, a partnership of Stephen and Keogh would be, be the way to go. No, I think that's good, mate. Well, well answered. I, I wasn't, you know, <laughs> I don't disagree with you. I think that's a good point. I think, yeah, I think we've yeah. actually missed Stephen, um, to be fair. So I think that's a good shout. Interesting one. Uh, I suppose that's the main debate for this game. And you, you've addressed it by taking him out. But um, Toffler straight back in for you, even though Roe has been impressive last two games. Yeah. Um, you know, I think he'll have a bit of a point to prove. Will Toffolo, uh, he's sending off and you know, three games on the sideline. I don't think he'd missed a game in quite a while before that, so I think he'll be chomping at the bit ready to come back in. And I think he had a really good game against Derby last time, like I said before, he, he set up the, the winner for Bakuna and you know, was involved quite a lot. So they, um, they play with quite expansive fullbacks themselves. so Obviously, if we can catch them off and have both Pippa and Antofalo up the left and right doing doing their jobs, and I think he can be a really key player for us. No, definitely, definitely. So yeah, I'll stop quizzing you now, mate. Anyway, because I'm, you know, sort of <laughs> no problem. <laughs> but no, that's interesting. I, to be honest, I've uh, 
I've not changed it from uh, from Saturday. Um, so three five two, Schofield, Vallejo, KSR, uh, Pippa, Hogg, O'Brien, Bakuna, and Rowe. Um, I know that's a bit harsh on Toffolo, but uh, and then Campbell and Holmes because Holmes basically played as a second striker really. Um, and I think yeah. we, we we were chatting a little bit about it. Campbell for me, I know, <laughs> I know he's a bit marmite between the town town fan base, but. Um, I think he always, to me, he always looks better when he's got someone near him. Um, when he's isolated on his own, um, he just, you know, he barely gets a sniff. And then when he does get chances, like against Borough, where he scuffed it, you're going to see that. Um, and I thought him, him and Holmes worked quite well. Um, I feel that's a bit hard done by at Toffolo, but I suppose the reason I've gone for the same lineup is, again, it worked well. We saw it work well against Swansea. I'm not saying for a second derby you're going to come out and, um, you know, try and, try and do what Swansea did, but. Um, having, I think, just having Toffolo on the bench, Stearman on the bench, like you say, and and maybe, um, like I think Thomas and Phillips, you know, I, what impressed me was Corbran. You know, when we were four one up, he took people off because um, we haven't yeah. really seen that. So I'm, I'm glad he's done that. Um, say, is that the uh, is that the first time we've had five subs in a game? I think it is, mate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> only uh, only so when you got three goals up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, I, I do think the bench might come into this. So I think having Toffolo, you know, um, I know it, I imagine Corbyn will play him, but I'd keep the same team. But yeah, having Toffolo, I'd play Sorba Thomas because um, uh, I think he needs a good start. And then you've got, you know, Phillips on the bench. Um, I think that could work quite well for us. But we will see. I mean, like you say, I am debating about Schofield, but the only thing I would say with Lutweiler is he's very capable. Um, I think if Schofield for me gets the nod only just, but I think if he has another mistake in this game, then maybe he just needs a couple of games out and Lutwella comes into the next one. Um, but we will, yeah. we will see. We will see. Anyway, I'm going to ask you for your score prediction, mate. How do you see the game going and what, what score are you going with? Um, you know, I think obviously after yesterday's, yesterday's win, you know, you can go into it with almost those tinted glasses. So I'm going to put a spin on it and I think Derby's won their last three games at home. I know you mentioned the pitch, so uh, that could impact the way that we want to play, but I'm just going to go for the ball in 1-1. That's my, my thoughts for this one. You know, I think we'll cancel each other out quite a bit and, you know, like I said, three wins at home against very good sides as well. We've beaten Bournemouth, Bristol City and Middlesbrough in the last three at Pride Park, so you know, they, they've found it find it quite easy to play on that pitch by the looks of it. So, yeah, 1-1 one, one for me. I've gone for exactly the same, mate. I think this the pitch is horrendous. I think, um, like you say, when, when you have a convincing win, you're like, oh, we're going to go on a run. But um, yeah. it's a midweek game. I think Derby, they could potentially make some changes because they're playing Forest on, fr- I think, Friday or Saturday, or it's in the next game. And I think that's one they want to win, obviously. And they've not beaten Forest in five years, which uh, shocks me. Um, and to be honest, there we know, you know, even though we won 4 1 against a team who was top of the form table, we know we're still weak defensively. And like I said, these set pieces are really worrying me. I can see them scoring for one of them. And uh, I can see a score, I can see us scoring. Um, but yeah, just I think it's one of them where because it's midweek, they've got a bigger game. We've won, but we don't want to lose. I think one-one kind of suits everyone. I can just see it being one yeah. of those games, like you say. So um, yeah, definitely. Like I said, with you know Derby, they've only won four at home, and three of them have been in the last the last eight games. So they've got a bit of a bit of form about them. And you know, you mentioned the pitch there. They've got and set pieces previously. They've got some big lads in there, the likes of Clark at centre back. So um, I do think they'll cause us quite a few problems. So you know, one-one. Is uh, probably a fair, fair assessment, hopefully, of the game. Hopefully, we get three points. Obviously, I want us to win games, but you know, I'm, I'm trying to look at it from a realistic point of view and the point of view of how Derby's been recently. So, I think one one actually against this Derby side would be be a, a decent point. I agree, mate. I agree. Um, and yeah, just just to let you know, listeners. Obviously, we're buzzing that we won, but you know, we, we're just we're yeah. just peppering that excitement. We don't want to get carried away <laughs> just yet. Um, so yeah, wow. one 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 it is. Um, but we will see. You know, we could be talking about another four one, Marcus. Um, we next could time be. We, come we back. could be. We will see. We will see. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, I think I think that's it for today. Um, so yeah, thanks thanks again, Marcus, for coming on, and thanks to everyone who has tuned in for a listen. And um, yeah, here's hope we uh, we carry on the good form. Oh, what a night! Late in May in 2017, scored it was a happy. What a feeling, what a night Oh, what a night Wagner singing, we are Premier League The greatest sight in Georgia Square at sea What an evening, what a night Got a funny feeling when he walks and a fans and then the commentator yelled he takes that chance Oh what a night Lost so safe and mesmerizing me Low, low charge and flattened old Chelsea Stanford Bridge, oh what a night Oh, I, I got a funny feeling when he walked And a fence and then The commentator yelled he takes our chance Oh,